Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I am your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share my friends' God stories with you. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and will be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. This is episode 153 with one of the women from the wildly recognized top Christian contemporary groups in the United States. Yes, I'm talking about Point of Grace. They have sold over 8 million records, received three Grammy nominations, and have won multiple Dove Awards. Today, I get to chat with Denise Jones, and she is a wife, mom to two adult sons, and an empty nester and singer in Point of Grace. Today, Denise shares with us how Point of Grace started, where they got their name from, surprising things she learned from her friends in the group Shelly and Lee, and she gives great advice for us when we struggle with insecurity. Denise and I talk about a struggle she had about 10 years ago of when she was comparing herself to others and struggling with insecurity. And if you want to hear Denise's favorite Point of Grace song, then stick around. And I even asked her to sing it for us, y'all. I really, I wanted to start breaking out into song. I didn't, I didn't. I showed so much restraint, I just wanna tell you. (laughs) So here is my conversation with Denise Jones. Well, welcome, Denise, to the Friends of a Feather podcast. Oh, thank you. This is so fun. You, we've already been talking a few minutes. I know we could be BFF in real life. Uh, yes, totally. In a, in a non-creepy way. Totally non-creepy since we just met. But um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. You are one of the women in the music group. Point of Grace that my listeners I have listened to for years, and I'm super excited. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am actually um, I'm I live in Nashville. Been been here now. My husband and I have been married 28 years, and we moved to Nashville right as Point of Grace got signed at Word Records, and so we have made our our married lives here and we have two boys that are both at the university of Oklahoma. I'm a huge, we're both from Oklahoma. So we're big Sooner fans. So, um, it's, it's been fun that they've ended up back there. Um, and so my parents still live there and so it's really sweet and we're empty nesters now. Um, and I am just enjoying, uh, I really am enjoying that. I, I didn't know, you know, some people, Oh, it's awful. And then other people have loved it. And I've thought people were really rude that were like, they loved it and stuff. And now I, I get what they're saying. It's just a different kind of freedom. And, um, so we've had an interesting year, but who hasn't? And, um, so that's, that's kind of, you know, I've been singing with point of grace since we started back at Washita Baptist university. Um, in gosh, literally almost 28 years ago now. Um, so it has been a joy and a privilege, something I had dreamed of as a little girl singing Christian music, but never thought that would be God's dream for me. And it's just been 
an incredible journey um, of lots of highs, some lows for sure, but um, it has been a joy and I love what I get to do and I appreciate it probably more now than ever. And, um, and now, especially since we haven't been able to get out and sing, um, it, it's just something I love with these two girls that I just adore and love so much. Y'all really truly look like y'all love each other so much. We do. It is a, it is a friendship um, that almost is sister-like. Um, we all grew up with sisters. None of us have brothers. Even the two original members, Heather and Terry, they did not have brothers either. And so I think it was just God's um, divine you know, thing in us to grow up with sisters. And so we have kind of developed that sisterhood relationship as well. That is awesome. Well, and I love that you brought up the two original members, because let me tell you, the first time I heard of Point of Grace, <laughs> I was in, um, you were five. I was, no, I wasn't. I was in middle school. Okay. <laughs> but I remember they said I was going into high school. So I remember there was a skit and there were, uh, four of the girls that were in the skit and they were pretending to be point of grace and they started singing. They're like, yeah, you know, like point of grace. And they started singing one of your songs. And I was like, who is point of grace? Like I was way behind the times, you know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. I was like, who is that? And then it was like, who is that? And so then I started following buying all of y'all's records and then literally really obsessed. And then last year, Y'all came to our church in Memphis at Bellevue. And so oh, I got yeah. to meet y'all. And so I'll have to yes. send you the picture, but I oh, got to meet y'all yeah. and it was like, whoa, this is crazy. Okay. So let's go back. Let's go okay. back, <laughs> back to <laughs> Wachita Baptist and you are at the university. How in the world did you start? Y'all start Point of Grace. Right. Well, so Washita was an incredible breeding ground for musicians that, that it was just a wonderful, wonderful place. And we just had so many opportunities, a part of the school. Um, and I was in a group called the Washitones. Uh, oh, we're all girls group. And uh, Shelly had been in the Washitones earlier with me. And then she moved on to a group called the Praise Singers. And I, I was in the Washitones and Heather and Terry uh, that were original members. They were actually from Oklahoma too. We went to high school together, grew up in the same church. They were a year younger than me and they were in the Washtones and the Washtones would do like little specialty step outs. Like the senior girls would sing a song or, you know, somebody would do a duet or whatever. And so the Oklahoma girls would sometimes sing a little trio. And um, so we, we would sing a lot and, I don't know. We were on a Washington's trip and literally we're just sitting there going, what are we going to do this summer? I mean, I was in between my junior, senior year and you know, it's kind of that time when you're like, Oh, what am I going to do with my life? And you know, I don't know. And, um, we were like, you know what? We should just, we should see if the school would let us go to camps and sing and blah, 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 blah. Cause people were always very supportive of us as when we would sing little things or whatever. So Shelly was my roommate and I went back to the, we got back to the dorm that night and I was telling her, Hey, I think Heather and Terry and I are going to start a group. And she was like, well, I want to be in. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so I call Heather and Terry and I'm like, Hey, Shelly wants to be in the group. Or we ran down to their room in the dorms or something. And so we literally, I think had pajama pants on and went over to the um, music 
department, which was right across the street from our dorm. And in a door, in a little room, practice room at like 11 o'clock at night, we sang a song together and we were like, Hey, we sound pretty good together. <laughs> and so literally, I mean, literally that's how it started. And wow. we kind of told some people and we had such tremendous support behind us at the university um, with some local people, Dr. Cluck, who uh, was a, a big supporter of Washita. Um, he um, helped give us money for a brochure. I mean, it was just immediate support. And we had lots of music minister friends who let us come sing at their banquets and their, you know, it could be Valentine's, it could be senior adults, whatever. And so that's kind of the short of how we got together, started singing, uh, ended up after a year performing at a place in Colorado that we won the group competition and stuff. And we met John Mays from Word Records there. And he began to kind of follow us a little bit and then brought us to Nashville to do some demos. And, and that was it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So y'all finished out college. You finished out your year yes. of college. And then... Yeah. Then y'all is is it when you signed right after that or yeah well we finished Shelly and I were older so we finished out our year and then we worked I worked back at home with my mom she had a daycare in her home I worked with her Shelly worked at um, Shoney's <laughs> she, <laughs> she she um, was a waitress she's like I was the best waitress ever <laughs> um she's like I can make the chocolate sundae like perfect but um. <laughs> Anyway, so we worked for a year and then we would get together on weekends. We would, I would drive back to, and we would do some dates sometimes. And so it was that yeah. summer after that, that we kind of met John and began that process. Wow. So, that yeah. is so neat. Where did y'all come up with the name Point of Grace? Well, we were originally called Say So. Um, okay. Psalms 107.2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Um, there was a group in Nashville that had been around 10 years before we came to Nashville and they're a husband and wife team and they had the name say so. So we had to change our name. So we had a full record recorded. We could not, like we had people sending in names. I mean, all kinds of names trying to come up with a name. We had a contest and didn't get anything. And so anyway, we, our manager said, you're coming to our house tonight and you're leaving with a name we're figuring it out. And so, um, I know. And so, I mean, we had the artwork done and everything. We just have a name. Wow. So John Mays had sent a list of names and one of them was point of grace. And she was like, Hmm, I wonder what that is. And she called him and he was, he had read it in a CS Lewis book and we're not sure which one, but it was something about we as Christians live every day at the point of God's grace. And we just loved that. We just felt like that, gosh, that's so true. <laughs> I mean, were it not for his grace, none of us would have anything. And we are desperate for it daily. And um, we just thought it was really pretty. Um, a lot of the record company didn't like it. It was too long, all this stuff. But it stuck and it worked. And and it's that's been our name. <laughs> it's great. Oh my goodness. I love hearing the backstory. I think it's yeah. so interesting. And I love how y'all were just, I mean, college kids saying, yeah. Hey, we know we have something here and yeah. let's go for it. And you did. And so, yeah. wow, that is great. Okay. So let me ask you this. So then when point of grace takes off and 
you'll have your name, you start making <laughs> records, and then you get married and you start having kids. What did that look like for you? Well, it was a lot of travel gear. Um, <laughs> I look back and go, I so could have lived with less. Less would have been way more. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was... I am so grateful to this day. Just God had his hand on our family because it was hard. We traveled. I was the first to have a baby. So I was freaked out about, you know, tipping the apple cart, you know, and and people going to get sick of my kid being around and, you know, and so I was super anxious about that. And we were, we were at like, I guess when you say the peak, I mean, we were, you know, that we, that we were touring the big arenas, you know, buses, it was, you know, crazy and busy. And, um, so the Lord put precious girls in my life that I will forever be grateful for that nannied with me, that traveled with me. And, you know, we, <laughs> once Terry started having kids too, we had all these boys. And so we were in these arenas and we literally like had, those little Jeeps that you could drive and stuff. We had those under the bus. And so the kids could like ride the little scooter, you know, things around, drive little cars and stuff. But, um, it was, it was the sweetest time. Once we all started having kids, it really got fun because it was just, they love having each other and playing with each other. And we all kind of had some nannies that helped along the way. And, um, so they traveled with us a lot. Um, and then once school kind of started, you kind of had to work with that a little bit more and things, but they still, to this day, my kids, my son is almost 23 and is he 23? Yes. He turned 23. <laughs> um, he turned 23 like two weeks ago. Um, he, he would still, if we had a weekend where they could all come and just hang on the bus, they would do it in a heartbeat. They just wow. love it. They love each other. So it's fun. That's neat. So tell me, I know in your book, How You Live, you've talked about a little bit about Shelly and Lee and how you learned something new about them. So tell me, what, what did you learn? <laughs> yeah, so I, these, some, some of them were little simple things. Like um, I, I knew Shelly really, really well because we were roommates in college. And so, you know, we knew each other's families and family history and all that stuff. And I knew that she didn't, start singing until she was like middle school. Cause she didn't really have, she didn't grow up in a musical family and she grew up Lutheran. And so it was different than the Baptist churches where you sang specials and you know, all those things. And so she didn't really have an outlet to sing that much except at school. And, but I never knew until she wrote in her, um, her book or her essay on fear to failure that she, cause Shelly, if you don't know Shelly, she's like, the funny one. She's, she's confident in herself. Like she's just the, the best. I mean, what would we do without life without Shelly? Mm. And she's so confident and smart and everything. And so I just would never have known this if she hadn't written it, but she never tried out for her high school musical, which she loved the, the movie Grease had come out and she knew all the songs and all that. And her, her school decided to do Grease for their musical. And she was afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. And she never tried. She never even tried out. Mm-hmm. And she talks about that. And I was like, are you kidding? You like, like you, mm-hmm. you just never tried out. And she's like, no, I didn't want, I, I just, 
I didn't want to, you know, try out and fail. And mm-hmm. I just would not know that about her. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we all have our insecurities and everything, but I just wouldn't have, I didn't know. I didn't know that she just never tried out. Wow. Um, and Isn't so that anyway, that was just a little side uh-huh. bit that I didn't know. I was like, when we were reading it together, uh, cause we kind of all had gone and done our essays and then edited them down a little bit and then read them for each other so we could hear them. And, and when she said, it, I was like, Oh my gosh, Shelly, I, I never knew that. That um, is neat. Yeah. So, and then Lee, um, I think I just didn't realize Lee joined the group, you know, 10 years in when Terry retired and, um, she has been, she was in the group truth that Shelly and I both tried out for, didn't make it, you know, she's an incredible singer, she was in women of faith worship. Um, she, did, she was on the worship team, you know, when she joined point of grace, we were, we had been friends for years. Her husband had played guitar for us already and we did supper clubs together and all that. So we were friends. And so it was a really natural joining mm-hmm. transition. She had actually filled in for Terry a few times when she was pregnant and stuff. So, um, I just never knew really how she felt like for, for a long time that she was inadequate or I don't know if that's the word she actually used in the book, but she was just really, um, didn't feel, you know, point of grace had had all the success before she joined and she just didn't feel like she was ever going to really, she would always be the one that was, uh, she's the extra, Um. you know, kind of thing. And I, I just never really knew she really felt, I mean, there were conversations we had along the way, but I never really knew Mm. how much that bothered her or that she felt like, um, and, and what she had to work through to, to get there. Because I, on the other hand, am thinking, Oh, she's such a great singer and she's Mm -hmm. so good. Like I would have never thought she questioned her validity to our group, you know? And so anyway, that was just something kind of little I learned. I heard when you brought up the word insecurity and I think as uh-huh. women, we deal with that a lot. So sure. I want to go back cause you said in your book, you said you have struggled in the past with feeling secure, you know, dealing with comparisons. I think every woman deals with that. So oh, tell yeah. me, how do you work past that as, you know, a singer, as in the public eye, you know, a wife and mom, how do you um, work through that? Well, it's still, I mean, it's something you, it's a battle every day because Mm -hmm. the enemy, when he can get you feeling that way and not that you aren't important to God, that you aren't good enough. I mean, that's just been a struggle of mine my whole life. And I don't even know why, because I had parents and grandparents, like I had a support system that Mm -hmm. thought I was the greatest, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. they encouraged me and they cheered me on. And so why did I struggle so hard with that? I, you know, I look back at certain things. I had a coach that I, I hear her words sometimes that says, I just can't count on you in the end, you know, like you're going to, you know, and I remember shooting those free throws and, and just choking because I, I would hear that voice, you know, and so that kind of voice wants to come in. Um, and I think it's been, Again, I'll say it's a struggle every day. You have to fight the battle. But um, I think I'm learning to recognize it quicker than I used to. Um, I recognize that thought. And what am I going to do with that thought? 
Um, uh, Jenny Allen wrote a book, Get Out of Your Head, and it's a Bible study. And I don't know if you have not read yet. it or not. I've heard but about it, though. It's really great. And it she just gives you some tools about, like, how – you know, our thoughts leads to feeling a certain way. And then when we feel that way, then we react and act differently. Like, I don't know, for instance, let's see, I don't, I don't think I'm value as valuable to, as the other girls are in the group. Let's say I think on that. And so then I begin to feel on it and I think about it and mm. I feel that way. So then I, I, I'm real sensitive to things that are said to me. And then, and then I react differently to the girls and I'm, Mm-hmm. grumpy and I'm, you know, whatever. And so it spirals, if that makes sense. Well, Jenny is, a, and I think I have began this process of doing this, you know, she's saying, take thoughts captive. Well, what does that look like? And so when I have that thought, I'm, I'm better at recognizing going, all right, wait a minute. Where's that thought coming from? What's true? And, and praying, okay, Lord, I know this is what's true about me. You love me. You created me. You made me for my own specific purpose. And start believing that and start speaking those scriptures over you. Um, it begins as you spiral up and you start to believe those truths and you start to live out that way. And then you're not so worried about what you don't compare to. And I just, I mean, I spent, I wasted so many years the other way and just living in a way of, of, comparing myself, not thinking I'm good enough. And instead of recognizing people's gifts and celebrating that gift, instead of it being something, Oh, I don't have that. It's like, man, God made her that way. And, and I need, I need that in my life and I don't have to be, she's that. And so I can be this. And so just, recognizing and applauding those other gifts that you see in people instead of coveting those gifts. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. That is resonating with me so much. And I feel like that is, that is what I struggle with. Honestly, mm-hmm. is the taking those, I mean, and, and that's action, taking thoughts captive. Yes. Like you have to show action with it and mm-hmm. you can't just, you can't just passively sit and have, good thoughts. I mean, it's just not right. Happen. <laughs> right. So I love that we can use scripture as that yeah. defense. And um, yeah, that resonates with me so much. And I think it's important in the aspect of not just, you know, um, anxiety or worry or fear that I might go to, but it's really comparison too. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a lot of things that we um, really need to, you know, put on the full armor of God and be ready for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it just, it sucks the joy out of your life. And I, I was just got, I got tired of that. I was just like, and, and I really, like I said, it's kind of been a 10 year journey, but I do, I would just say over the past 10 years, and I talk about this some in the book too, that God's voice in my life has, uh, his tone of voice has changed in my life and I hear it in a different way. And, um, and that, and I believe, I, I believe that truth. And, and when we can really believe that he feels the way he does about us and when we can walk in that and walk in that security of that and just that it's all about him anyway. And who are we to, it, it's just not about us. It's just not. And, um, but I, that's taken me a long time. Mm. I think that's a word for us today, for sure. What would you say to a woman that is still going through that um, with the thoughts? Maybe she was 
10 years ago, you, <laughs> what would you yeah. say to? I would say, get in the word. I think the word of God has changed my outlook on life, on my outlook of the world and my outlook on what he thinks of me. And I think unless we know scriptures, unless we are putting those promises in our lives and, 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 you know, thinking about those things, nothing else is going to change that. The Holy Spirit through his word will change that. But I, I would just say, you know, you have, to, you've got to be in his word. That is first and first priority. Mm, that's good. That's a good word. That can be for any stage of life that we are in yeah. going to God's word. That's good. Okay. So there's a ton more I would like to ask you, but we're out of time. And I have to say, I'm really holding myself back from singing every point of grace song right now. I am holding myself back. I'm hearing Jesus will still be there. I'm hearing on, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there. I really want to, um, we could maybe sing a duet. It would be, no, I want you to sing. I don't want to. Okay. Well, what's your favorite song point of grace song? Oh, I would probably say over the years, keep the candle burning. Oh, yes. Okay. Can you give us a little, little something? Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Come on, girl. I'm not going to sing. Walking in the dead of night, when your soul is turning, when your hope seems out of sight, keep the candle burning. All it takes is one steady heart in a world that's turning shine your light and pierce the dark keep the candle burning keep the candle burning <laughs> Woo! oh i was mouthing every single word i was not girl Woo! i love it it's so good i'm getting oh get my cds out <laughs> i love it oh my goodness okay so tell us before we do eat read love my favorite segment. Tell us where we can find you and what is next for Point of Grace. Some fun, exciting things coming out even this week. Right. Okay. So our book, How You Live, Lessons Learned by Point of Grace, just came out. And I do want to say this about the book. Um, one thing that we intentionally put in there that we love is the fact that everyone's story is a testimony of pointing people to God and what they've done. And so in the back, there's a, there's a place for you to write your journey and what God has shown you. And so it's called Lessons Learned, and, and it's in the back where you can write. It's an incredible gift for somebody. Think about it. When there's stages of life, whether it's a baby shower, uh, you know, wedding, um, a graduation, things that you can personally write, hey, this is something I learned, and I want you to know, and give God glory for it, and and mm. share your story. And so that's part of what we wanted to do is we wrote it to pass kind of really our journey on to our kids, but mm. in that you have something to pass along. And um, so anyway, that has just come out, and we're so excited about it. And you can go to howyoulivebook.com and buy it. Um, or you can go to pointofgrace.net and you can buy it on there. And we're just so excited about really didn't know. It, it's funny because the Lord has kind of taken away our singing abilities right now. We're not traveling very much. And yet he already knew to almost two years ago when we started this thing that it was going to come out during a season that we couldn't go sing, but we can share of his glory mm. um, through words. And so that has come out and we're also super excited. Christmas is coming. 
um, we did our very first ever um, live DVD. Um, um, it's basically, it's called Point, A Point of Grace Christmas. And it's from our house to yours. And so, you know, we can't do a lot of Christmas tours this year. And maybe that was something you did as a Point of Grace fan. We always went to see Point of Grace at Christmas or whatever. We've had so many songs through the years. And this is kind of a, a deep dive into some of those songs. There's stories. There's stories from producers. There's a live segment that we did in someone's home. So get your, gather your family around and watch a DVD um, of our Point of Grace Christmas. And so that's coming out um, actually this week. And so um, you can look at that on our pointofgrace.net as well. Great. I love that. And I think y'all are featuring Michael Tate from DC. Michael Tate, Michael W. Smith is on there. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's really sweet. That's great. Good. And I actually am going to be getting a book, y'all's book, to give away on my Instagram. <laughs> So this Yay. is going to air next Friday. So we're okay. going to be able to give one of your books away. So I can't wait for Good. that and all the things. And if y'all don't win the giveaway, then y'all can go to those places and check it out. I love the fact that you can write uh, your story or just even a bit of advice in the back yeah. and gift it to somebody and then they can write theirs. I, I love that. I think that's great. Just even like a baby shower, like, Hey, I was really struggling yeah. as a young mom. Here's a, a verse that I were, was clinging to during that time. How perfect. Yeah. Or no one ever told me it was going to be yeah. this hard and I needed yeah. to know. And I'm telling you, be ready, you know, whatever it is, you yeah. know, there's all kinds of things in life we can share. And, um, that's great. I, you know, I just think about, I wish my grandmas could have written a book for me because mm -hmm. I would have loved to now I'm just mm -hmm. didn't know to ask the questions back then. Yeah. And now we do. Now we have a, a resource yeah. to do that with, with your book. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So the last three short questions that I ask okay. every guest that comes on is what are you eating? Cause I love the snack. I love food. What are you <laughs> reading and what are you loving? Okay. Well, um, eating, I, oh, well, I've been trying to eat healthier, which is not mm. that fun, but yeah. <laughs> I just will never give up chips and salsa and guac. That is my snack yes. that I, I'll, I can never, I never turn mm. it down. If it's in front of me, I'm going to eat it. Oh, yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you reading? Uh, you know, I have been reading some novels lately. I was in quarantine for a while. And so, um, I, there's an author named Kristen Hannah and she, she writes, um, she wrote the Nightingale, oh, okay, um, yeah. which was a story about, um, World War II and just, a, a, a family and, and their relationships and all that they went through during that season. Um, it's not, they're not, she's not a Christian, quote, Christian author, but, um, uh, I don't know. I read the great alone last week, a book called true colors. And she just really has, I don't know. I just have liked her books. They, yeah. they did kind of deep into the soul of who we are and, 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 and stuff, but they're great family sto stories of redemption. And mm. so anyway, that I've really enjoyed good. those. Okay. Yeah. All right. What are you loving? Um, how loving, um, we mentioned this earlier. I really am enjoying the empty nest. Um, yeah. My husband and I have tried new restaurants that we never gone to. We're trying to do some new things. Um, and I love this season because I love football season. My oldest plays for the Sooners. I, I am a huge football fan. 
And so Saturdays are great days for watching football. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Yay. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> on the so podcast awesome. today, Denise. It well, was so great. Y'all go grab her book, go follow along. And uh, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for this conversation today with Denise from Point of Grace. And y'all, when she started singing Keep the Candle Burning, I could hardly contain myself. Anybody else out there? (laughs) You can connect with Denise and Point of Grace on Instagram, and you can find their link in the show notes at renrobbins.com slash podcast. And one more thing, would you do me a favor? Would you consider sharing this episode with a friend of yours that might love Point of Grace as much as you do? Thanks for that. And I have to tell you something super exciting. I don't usually do a lot of giveaways on social media, but 2020 is the time to break out of that mold. So I want to tell you, today is the first day of my giveaways this month. Yes, next week kicks off the gift giving guide here on the podcast. So tune in for that. And there will be a few giveaways following that episode. But we're going to go ahead and start it one week early. How about it? So today on Instagram, if you are listening to this episode on November 13th, 2020 or November 14th of 2020, go over, find me on Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast. And go over there and get in on the giveaway. Lifeway has given me Point of Grace's new book, How You Live. And you will love it, y'all. It is beautiful. So watch my stories because I'll be showing a little bit more about the inside and the cover and all the fun things about it. Thanks so much for listening. I will see you next time. Until then, remember, we are all friends of a feather. So let's stick together. Bye, friend. You think you're alone there in your silent storm But I've seen the tears you've cried Falling down and trying to drown The flame of hope inside Let me tell you now, tell you now Gonna see.